Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome back to The Scorecard. I'm Brett Thomas, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Tuesday, March 28. Today, seen this movie before, time ticking for the Dragons coach. Crazy Courage, St Kilda's skipper, a man of steel, and Daniel Ricciardo back behind the wheel of an F1 car ahead of the Aussie Grand Prix. But first... Cameron Smith has opened up about his bombshell move to live golf. Fresh off winning the Open Championship at St Andrews last year, the Queenslander confirmed the worst-kept secret in the game. He'd signed a $100 million deal with the Saudi-backed Rebel Series. While a potential ban on playing at the majors weighed on his mind, Smith told the latest step of listeners' Howie Games podcast the reaction to it has largely been positive, at least those who are willing to be honest with him. All the guys that I was mates with are, are still my mates. No one has told me to, to piss off or not talk to them ever again. You know, I'd like to think that I'm a pretty easy person to talk to and um, if anyone ever wanted to confront me, um, you know, I'm all about talking about it and think it's good to have competition and yeah. I think Live Golf has definitely, you know, kept the PGA Tour on their toes and I think that their product is, is striving from it too, so... Yeah, I can't really see a, a bad thing that it's done yet uh, to professional golf. And Smith's entertaining full chat with Mark Howard on the Howie Games is now available on the listener app. The Socceroos are back in town and opinion polls couldn't be higher on Graham Arnold's side after that fairy tale run at the World Cup last year. Australia has found a way, found its way to the Elite 16 of world football. The country can keep on dreaming. And the gloss clearly hasn't worn off dominating Ecuador with a 3-1 win last Friday night in Sydney. Tonight, they'll attempt to repeat that performance against the same opposition, but with a much different-looking 11. There will be five or six changes. Arnold knows qualification, let alone another trip to the knockout rounds at a World Cup, is never guaranteed. And developing the next batch of stars starts with reshaping the A-League, expansion and a longer season. Again, I'm going to say it, we just need the A-League to play more, pl- uh, more games. It's crazy. 25 games is not enough. And if you look at the kids that have gone overseas and, and that were with Riley at the Olympic team, they're all playing now 50, 60 games a year. So the more you do something, the more you're going to improve. Last week on the podcast, we talked about the familiar script that's unfolding at St George Illawarra and their coach under fire, Anthony Griffin. When the media decides someone is under pressure, it stacks on the mill and only a matter of time before a club caves and sacks their coach. I've seen this movie before. After an admittedly disappointing loss to the Sharks on Sunday night, the Daily Telegraph's NRL chief reporter Buzz Rothfield rolled with the headline, Griffin has six matches to save his job. That's a little bit dramatic. While the Sydney Morning Herald says the man they call Hook failed his first job audition. Mr Huff, Mr Giner is ready for your interview. Actually, we'll be interviewing as a team. We're here to f*** it up. That's a reference to the story last week that the coach has been told he'll have to reapply for the role for next year and beyond. Now, just how much blame should a coach actually cop when he's not the one on the field? That's a question league legend Gordon Tallis is asking, watching the Red V churn through coaches like disposable straws. How many coaches do the Dragons have to have before they turn the focus on the players? That's a new graveyard for coaches. The inmates are running the asylum. Off the field, it looks like it's a fractured organisation. There's no leadership. I think it's fractured off the field, which seems to be filters down to fractures on the field. It's the emblem for me and for you.
The Demons thought they'd watch their premiership ambitions go lights out when Max Gorn went down against the Lions at the Gabba. The inspirational skipper was the victim of friendly fire when teammate Jack Viney fell across his knee, sparking fears he'd torn a dreaded ACL for a third time. Now, thankfully, scans revealed a sprained medial ligament. Gorn hopes to only miss around four weeks and says they've got a pretty handy replacement in all-Australian recruit Brody Grundy. I'm pretty bullish about a return date. We've seen people in recent days, like Jack Viney, hurt his knee. He's a lot smaller than me, and, and now he's the one that hurt my knee. But he got back in sort of two or three weeks. I think I'll be a little bit longer, but I'm feeling really good today. So I'm excited to see Brody for the next couple of weeks. He's got some tough rucks coming up. Um, he's got Peter Adams. He's got potentially Nick Nat post that. Yeah, it's exciting to see him go. While we're on injuries, and Saints skipper Jack Steele showed crazy courage to play on with a snapped collarbone in their win over the Bulldogs. Man of steel, will of iron. X-rays revealed bone pushed underneath his shoulder. Steele is set for surgery and is out for a month. Now, while it's admirable, I don't know if it was wise to send one of their most important players back on the field, especially when their injury list is hovering around 15 players. And it's the second time he's broken that bone. Those same images showed metal pins still visible from the last operation. Key defender Callum Wilkie says the act was hugely inspirational. You know, his pain tolerance to you know get back on the field and give himself to the team is, is nothing short of remarkable. I don't, I don't know if I could have done that, but you know he does it year on year whenever he gets injured. He's incredible. Daniel Ricciardo may not have a seat in Formula One this season, but Red Bull's reserve driver is still their front man to drive interest in the upcoming Australian Grand Prix. Ricardo got back behind the wheel and put the RB7 through its paces across the Aussie outback. In one scene, he tried to outmanoeuvre a helicopter buzzing overhead. Come on, Daddy, you can lose him. And then went on to race supercars champion Shane Van Gisbergen around Mount Panorama. While the shots, scenery and stunts are first class, the acting won't be winning Red Bull and Oscar anytime soon. Welcome back, Daniel. Thanks for helping us prepare for the Australian Grand Prix. Albert Park is a track with unique challenges, and you know them well. And that's your fast, fun hit of sport for today. Liam Flanagan is back on the scorecard tomorrow. Listener.